Hello, and welcome back to another study. We've been studying in the Old Testament from the book of Genesis, but now we're moving to a new section where we'll be studying in the New Testament and focusing on Jesus. Hope that you are getting some benefit out of these lessons and always feel free to ask someone else if there's something that's not clear or something needs an additional uh, explanation. Uh, there are many good teachers in the church that will be willing to help you uh, get a fundamental understanding of these lessons that you are passing on to your family. And that's such an important role that you have. And we're just here to support you in any way that we can. So this is Ken Hines again. I'm back with you. Uh, we're going to have a variety of teachers, a variety of uh, topics over the upcoming weeks, and I'm glad to be here with you. Uh, today I want to start with a thought from the Christian author Frederick Buechner. When he was talking about the human condition, he said, imagine a man standing over an anthill, not from the point of view of the man, but from the point of view of the ants. The ants are busy doing their ant business, scurrying here and there, carrying things back to the hive, uh, looking for food, doing all the kinds of things that ants do. And how aware are they of the man who's towering over them? Now, they're not aware of that man at all. Uh, they're not aware of the power the man has over them. Uh, they're not aware of uh, what he's doing or what he's thinking. They're, they're not aware of it because they're just focused on their ant routines and their ant business. Well, in that thought, you and I are like the ants, and God is the man above the anthill. Uh, so many times we are all wrapped up in our human business, scurrying here and there, uh, too busy to take another thought, wrapped up in ourselves. And uh, we're just totally unaware of the spiritual nature of this creation. But we're totally aware of the kingdom of God all around us, of what God is doing uh, beside us, around us, and what he wants to do through us. Uh, we're wrapped up because we're focused on our, in on our human business. It's like uh, not too long ago, I was uh, driving down the road and there was a squirrel by the side of the road and he was trying to uh, get a nut. It was an acorn and uh, then he tried to grab it and the nut rolled out into the street and the squirrel just followed the, the acorn. And uh, so I slowed down, expecting the squirrel would look up and see me, but uh, he tried to grab the acorn again, but it was on the 
on the road there and it rolled forward and you could just see that ant focused with a laser-like intensity on that acorn. And he was going to get that acorn and nothing else mattered but that acorn. And so many times that's the way that we are. We're, we're focused on the things that we have to do, the kids that have to be fed, the diapers that need to be changed, uh, earning a living, uh, paying the bills. Uh, we're, we're just so focused on that. We lose sight of uh, something that is more important. In the case of the squirrel, it was uh, that car that was bearing down on him, that, that car because of... Uh, the grace of the driver uh, stopped until the squirrel uh, finally uh, got his nut and then looked up and then abandoned the nut to scurry off and save his life. Uh, in case of the ants, the the ants that never look up, never grasp the uh, immense, powerful being over them. I hope today that we can take a step back and. Think about something that really matters, uh, something that's really important, that um, something that we often don't think about because we're just too wrapped up doing this and that. We're going to use a word that uh, you may not understand. You may have to explain to your children. It's the word incarnation. Uh, we'll get to it here in a minute. We're going to begin reading in John chapter 1 from the New Living Translation. The Bible says, In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. Okay, so we have a, an expression here, the Word, and that was familiar to people in the first century, but not so much to us today. To them, the word, uh, that would have been a good title for a news broadcast, uh, because uh, it, it meant uh, a communication, a reasoning. Uh, beyond just a reasoning, it, uh, it meant mind. And, um, you know, sometimes you might really do some in-depth search about the nature of God. Think about the nature of God, that God is mind, God is reason, God is consciousness. Um, and this is talking about Jesus. Now, that's going to become clear later on in the book of John, but uh, we can see that the, this is talking about to Jesus. And in the beginning... The word Jesus already existed. Okay, that's an important concept. So keep that in mind. We're going to come back to that. The word Jesus was with God, and the word Jesus was God. Okay, that's verse one. Let's continue reading in verse two. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him, and nothing was created except through him. The Word, Jesus, the Word gave life to everything that was created, and his life 
brought light to everyone. So we, we see here teaching uh, that's really important, and we're going to talk about why it's so important, that Jesus is God. And he is not a created being. He is not one of the angels. He's not even the first thing that God created. In the beginning, the word already existed. Jesus has always existed. He was with God. He was with the Father. And he was God. In his essence, he was God in the beginning. He hasn't changed. Uh, he has always been God. And he created everything. So we see here the teaching that Jesus is God. And there's another kind of a, an opposite teaching that's found in verse 14. By opposite, I don't mean it's contrary. Uh, opposite as been uh, as the other extreme in verse 14 of John chapter 1 so the word again that's Jesus this reason this expression of God this communication this mind so Jesus became human and made his home among us he was full of unfailing love and faithfulness and we've seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. Okay, so this is that word I mentioned earlier, the word which might be difficult to understand, but, but the concept, if you use the word or not, uh, whether or not you use the word incarnation, that doesn't matter. But, but the concept is one that we really need to wrap our heads around and get. Uh, perhaps you're familiar with uh, one of your favorite dishes is like like mine, enchiladas. Okay, that's a Spanish word, uh, and so that uh, has the word in in Spanish, which is uh, the word in in English. In Chile, in Chile, um, it's in chilied is uh, the meaning of enchilada. You might also think, well, it's uh, an in tortilla. It could be called an in tortillada uh, because it's uh, it's wrapped in a tortilla, but uh, it's also surrounded with chili sauce, enchilada sauce, and it's yummy. Uh, enchilada. Another Spanish word is empanada. The word Spanish uh, for bread is pan. And so it's embreaded, it's in bread. Incarnation is a Latin word. Uh, carne is the, the word for, for flesh. So Jesus was wrapped in flesh. He was wrapped in humanity. He, he was completely surrounded by humanity. That didn't mean that he uh, quit being God, but it did mean that he was fully and completely human. So to think back to Frederick Beekner's illustration of the man over the anthill, how is that man going to communicate to the ants that they 
shouldn't spend all their time thinking ant thoughts and doing ant things. Uh, they should strive for something more. They should be something more. They 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 should think bigger thoughts, dream bigger dreams, achieve greater things. How would you expand the horizon of an ant? You, you can't just talk to them. They can't understand. Uh, they don't have the, the, the equipment to understand human thought and human speech. Uh, anything you try to show them will just be scary to them because the man's too big. And so what happened in our case is that uh, God, realizing the struggles that we would have, became an ant. A man became an ant, or more accurately, God became a man. That's the incarnation, the good news that Jesus was God in human form. He was fully God, and he was fully human. Okay, so this corrects two false teachings that show up in a number of areas and this is really important not only for you to grasp but for your family to grasp because this is the heart of true biblical christianity uh, there's a false teaching one that says that jesus is a created being uh, sometimes it's um, that jesus was one of the angels, or that uh, Jesus was the first thing that God made, um, and that's why he has preeminence and, and uh, so on and so forth. Uh, but what they're saying, in any, any way that you look at this, that Jesus is a creation of God, is that Jesus is not God. Uh, some people, when they say Jesus is the Son of God, uh, they misunderstand the biblical teaching and, and the meaning of uh, of son, and uh, and what was going on there. Yes, Jesus was born physically, but he didn't quit being God. Yes, he uh, willingly subjected himself to the Father's will during his time on earth, but he didn't quit being God. He is in the nature God. So uh, there's a lot of misunderstanding uh, and, and wrong teaching about the nature of Jesus. And that can all be cleared up by understanding that Jesus is God. As John chapter 1 said, in the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. Jesus is God. He always has been, and he always will be. That's good, because that's important, because that means that he is someone that we can count on. And second false teaching is um, sometimes wrapped up in kind of a false humility uh, that, uh, you know, I'm so sinful, Jesus is too good for me. 
Jesus is too good for us. So we need another being that's more on our level. And sometimes people um, seek a relationship with angels because uh, Jesus is too lofty, too intimidating, too perfect for us. Uh, sometimes it's uh, through a relationship with uh, Mary, the mother of Jesus, that saw it. Sometimes it's uh, through uh, one of the uh, well-known saints in biblical times or, or his historical times. And again, this false teaching comes from the idea that Jesus is not man. You know, he, he's, he's too God, too God-like. Uh, he's not on my level. He, he can't understand me. He can't relate to me. He can't help me. I need someone else. So these two, um, two extremes are contrary to what we've been seeing here in John chapter 1. Because the Bible says in John 1.14, so the word Jesus became human and made his home among us. And so he is like us. He can understand us. Yes, he's fully God, but at the same time, he's fully human. So one false teaching is that Jesus is not God. And the other extreme is that Jesus is not man. And they're both wrong. And it's important to teach this not just because uh, this is some, um, some truth that you have to understand, but it's not really relevant. It's very relevant because it it, it um, indicates who we will go to when we need help. It shows us who we will turn to, who we will depend upon. Our view of God determines our uh, inner beliefs, and uh, that determines our emotions, and that determines our actions. And, and so everything depends on getting the core, the, the inner belief right about the heart of the Bible and who Jesus is. And that's why this is so very important, and why we have a whole lesson just on these few, few verses and just on the nature of Jesus. So this idea that Jesus is not God, now let's cross that off. And the idea that Jesus is not human, let's cross that off as well. It wasn't one or the other. It's a both and. Jesus is both God and human. And this is why it matters. And so if you want to wrap this up in one verse, for your family to memorize this week, this is the verse that I would choose, 1 Timothy 2.5. For there is one God, one and only one. There is one God and one mediator who can reconcile God and humanity, the man Christ Jesus. There's one God. We believe that. We know that. And there's one mediator, one priest, one 
go-between. Uh, a mediator is uh, someone that uh, you turn to when communication is broken down, uh, when uh, one person violates a contract. That's what we've done with God. We violated his contract. We haven't lived up to what he has expected of us when we were created. We failed him. We disappointed him. And there is one mediator, not a bunch of them out there that we, we can choose this angel or that saint or this ancestor, but only one ancestor that we can turn to. Fortunately, it's one that you can depend on because he understands my situation being fully human. He understands God's situation being fully God. And uh, he is the perfect go-between, the perfect mediator. And so this brings us to the end of our text in John chapter 1. Verse 5 says, The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. That's Jesus. Jesus is the light. Uh, you might illustrate this point by gathering your family around some evening, uh, turn off all the lights, comment about the darkness, how you can't see, you might stumble. It's uh, dangerous, so many things that you can't do. You can make a list of things that you can't do. Then turn on a flashlight. What difference does that light make? And can the dark make the light go away? No, the answer is no. The dark can't chase the light away, but the light can overcome the darkness. That is the nature of Jesus. He cannot be extinguished by darkness. There's a lot of darkness. There's a lot of negativity around. There's a lot of failure, um, a lot of it in our own lives. There's a lot of darkness in all of us a lot of darkness that surrounds all of us. And we need light to keep from stumbling, to, to show the way. And Jesus is that light. Jesus, who is fully God. And Jesus, who is fully human. I hope that you have some great conversations with your family. I hope that uh, this lesson is helpful to you and that it uh, encourages you when times are tough to look up and fix your eyes on Jesus. He's the life. He's the way, the truth, the life. And there is a reason that we call our faith the Christian faith, the Christian faith, that we focus on him because it's all about Jesus. May God bless you.